0: The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jail Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The Battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in oh, range. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA
1: TV. Welcome to Week 1, Rams Talk Radio, the Week 1 edition here with, with Derek C. Paul, the managing editor over here, and our COO, Norm Hightower. Norm, 46-9 to Rams opening win. How do you feel about it? Much better. <laughs> I, I,
2: You know, I expected them to win big today. Um, if they didn't, it was going to be uh, a worry for me. So I expected a big win, but 46 points. Definitely was a lot more than I expected. It was great to see the defense put up sixteen points. And uh you know, it's hard to it's hard to not get excited after the first game, but you know, gotta put it in the books now. The Rams are leading the NFC West, so let's let's take it and move forward.
1: Well, uh Miracles never cease. One question for you is why did you feel like this would be a big win for the Rams?
2: Well, I felt it was going to be a big win because if it wasn't, I was going to be worried for the rest of the season because they had, you know, the Colts had Tolzien in there as a quarterback, um, almost a completely brand new defense. They only had one player from last year on defense. So if the Rams offense couldn't put up points against that defense, I was going to be really concerned. Um, So, you know, after seeing the game and after, you know, seeing how the offense did, um, I'm quite pleased.
1: All right, so let's break it down. Jared Goff, where do you go with him today?
2: Well, he was 21 for 29, 306 yards and a touchdown.
1: Uh, didn't turn the ball over. Made smart
2: throws. Threw it away when he when he didn't have a shot down the field. Made a nice pass to Cooper Cup for a touchdown. You know, obviously he can improve, but you know, first game of over 300 yards and his first win. In a regular season game, so you know nothing but uh, props for Jared Goff, and hope he continues this. You know, moving forward,
1: you know I've said it a few times. I I really believe like this is really his rookie season, not last year. I think I felt like last year's um, offense, last year's performance, last year's whole entire team for him was it was a, a, a throwaway. Did you see improvement in him from last season to this season? Um, more than just a first-year to a second-year guy, or did you see uh, something beyond that?
2: No, I, I saw confidence, and I think, you know, it's it's hard to have confidence after last year being thrown into the mix when the team's already on a downward spi- you know, spiral with uh, no offensive coordinator, and, you know, as they've as been saying, a, a high school or even a junior high school uh, offensive scheme. So, I saw big strides today. I mean, he stood in the pocket well. I think he was only sacked one time. Um, he didn't make any stupid throws. And uh, for the most part, it seemed really accurate. So uh, I, I think it was a huge step in his career. I think it was great to get a win under his belt so now he can move forward without having that history behind him. And, and uh, you know, it was great to see the the offense actually – put up some plays today that were well-planned and well-schemed. You know, that one screen pass was, was phenomenally put together. I, I was amazed at, at how how good that looked. And it's just nice to see them have an offense that you can look at it and go, hey, they can move the ball down the
1: field. Do you feel like, you know, this was a moment for them um, in terms of making the turn, you know, turning the corner? A couple of years ago, we saw the Rams beat up on the Raiders 52 nothing. The next week, they go out there and shout the Redskins, and all of a sudden, we're talking about, hey, this team has made, has, has made a change. They've turned the corner, and then they quickly fell off contention, and, well, we know the rest. Here, they start the year 46-9, wears over the, the Colts. Does it feel different to you? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel?
2: It feels differently, but, but I don't think it's because of the win. I think it's because of the culture, the the smiling faces, of course, winning makes guys smile, but you could just see the different attitude on the field, the different attitude on the sideline. You know, there's still a lot of improvement that this team needs to make, and after all, it was the Colts that they beat, which, you know, like I said, if they didn't beat them pretty handily, I'd, I'd be really worried about the rest of the season. But I would say they've turned the corner in the sense that they don't have that history, you know, stuck to them right now. They don't have Jeff Fisher stuck to them right now. Um, they they look like a different team and they look like they have a different confidence about them. And I think that's that's probably the biggest difference maker that you're going to see on the field right now. So to answer your question, yeah, I think they've turned the corner, but I don't think they're a great team yet. And I think they still have a lot of work to do, but there's definitely improvement. You no,
1: know, when uh, I know with our predictions, Johnny had him going 11 and five and I thought he was nuts. You had him going nine and seven. I personally have him going six and ten. I just did not trust there to be that quick of a turnaround. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sold yet. Obviously, it's week one, and I don't want to get my hopes up. Or, but there is a different feeling. I, I, it feels nice knowing you have an offense out there that can produce. You have well, well executed plays in the in the playbook and being, you know, used on the field against the NFL defense. I know we could talk about how the Colts, how they just are a brand new defense. Well, there's still an NFL defense. And so it's just it's just nice to uh, have a week one podcast and talk about a big win and talk about an offense we haven't seen in quite some time.
2: But they definitely have an offense. Uh, you can tell that there's there's definitely some – Some room to grow but you know it's a brand new offense to them and they they definitely ran some really great plays out there um just to see our receivers getting open was a big deal uh cooper cup you know i've been saying all along ever since we drafted him, that the rams got a steal with this kid and and he went out and proved that today to me he didn't have to really prove anything because i already knew what he was like but You know, just seeing him go out there today and get open against, you know, NFL corners and safeties. Now, he was our leading receiver today in yards, uh, four receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. You know, made a great one-handed catch, dropped one that he probably should have caught. But, you know, overall, he looked great. It was nice to see Sammy Watkins getting in there, uh, five catches for 58 yards. And, you know, Goff passed it to, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different receivers today. And uh, one, two, three, four, five of them weren't on this team last year. (laughs) So that's pretty neat to see. I mean, it's definitely – you can definitely tell that the offense is already way better than it was last year uh, just from the scheme itself. And it's exciting to see where we can move forward. And the reason I had him going nine and seven, I actually have him going three and zero oh, to start. I think they'll beat the Redskins next week. Um, I think that's a a staple game for McVay. Um, You know, you know he's going to want to go out there and win the game. I mean, I know he likes the coaches, and he didn't leave on bad terms. But you know, I still think he really wants to to win that game, especially at home. And then, you know, going to San Francisco the next week and playing, you know. At at the 49ers, I think they'll win that game, too. So, you know, they've got a real good shot at going 3-0 to start the season and build some confidence. And I think that's what this team needs more than anything. I know last year they had a good start, too, but it was a different team. I think this team, it builds some confidence, and you you get more experience out there on the field. And if you can pull off three wins to start your season, I think the sky's the limit for them.
1: Well, you know, last year's team – those early season wins, those are nice wins, but they were they were they were fluke wins. If we're gonna if we're gonna go back and think, you know, hey, go back and watch those games, it wasn't pretty football. It was nothing like today. And for a forty six to nine win as your, your rookie head coach, the new offense, a new defensive coordinator, a new scheme that goes with it, I, I think we can be happy with that. Also, you know, and we're going to want to get into some of those issues, um, some of the things we need to work on, uh, on, on offense. But, hey, let's, let's, let's take a look at defense here. What did you see defensively that made you happy today?
2: Well, at the beginning of the game, I was a little worried. Um, you know, then Tremaine got the pick six. And, okay, it took, took a little worry about me. But, you know, guys weren't tackling, tackling real great in the beginning of the game and there were a bunch of guys getting open and, and Tolzien was actually moving the ball um, against them. But then the pass rush showed up and, and so did Robert Quinn. And it was interesting to see Robert Quinn on the left side of the defensive line instead of the right side, you know, moving back and forth. But uh, defensively, I, I loved the intensity they played with. I liked seeing Joyner get out there and get the interception in the pick six. Uh, I saw great things from a couple players. I think uh, uh, Tanzel Smart is going to be a better player than most people think. I think Tyron Walker came in and did a phenomenal job. I I could see when, when Wade Phillips wanted to put pressure on, I could see the pass rush really starting to happen. At the beginning of the game, there wasn't much of a pass rush at all. Um, saw Con- Connor Barwin whiff on a tackle. You know, it, it, there, there's definitely you could definitely see the first game jitters going on. But as the game went on, you could see the defense becoming more comfortable. And many of those starters hadn't played together, you know, in a real game. And it started to they started to gel, and it started to really look like wow, we could be we could be a top defense here. And then now, of course with Aaron Donald back, if he comes back to the form that he was before and and doesn't let off and plays as hard as he can under his current contract, you know, I think the sky's the limit for this defense.
1: Do you think that that will be a problem the rest of the year with Donald?
2: Hard to say. I mean, you know, he... I was happy to see that the Rams didn't give in to him. They did give in to him to a certain extent because they didn't, they waived all his fines and, and stuff. And I think that was smart to do to get him to come back. But if he plays with the same kind of intensity under his current contract as he did last year, then yeah, I think he could do some great things. I don't know if he'll hold back or not. I understand that he's worried about getting injured and stuff, but, you know he's got two years left on his contract, and it's it's really hard for for a team to come in and play a pay a, a rookie player with two years left because it sets a precedence for the rest of the team, and and not only that for the league. Um, so I, I'm happy to see him back. I hope he plays the way he's supposed to, and I hope they pay him next year when he deserves it. And and I kind of understand the injury thing, and that's probably what he's worried about the most, but. The Rams won today without him, so that's going to put a little pressure on him.
1: Well, and don't forget, they already set the precedent. When they signed players like Tavon Austin early, that's the precedent. And that's what he's referring back to when talking about, you know, hey, the Rams have already done this in the fourth year. Why can't you do it for me? Well, the answer is easy. He's going to command much more money, money they don't have available right now. So, you know, I – I hope I, I hope the same thing. I got to think he's a professional, and professionals go out there and lead everything on the field. And a lot of times, when you hold back, anyways, that's when you get hurt. You know, so.
2: Well, I, th- I think Donald will make this defense way better than it already is, but I think we can be good without him. And like I said, you know, guys like like uh, Kenzel Smart and Tyron Walker coming in and playing really well today, it only puts more pressure on him to come in and play and play well. So I'm extremely happy where the defense is at. They have some work to do. I'm a little concerned at corner, um, especially with uh, – uh,
1: Tavon Webster going up.
2: Yeah, Tavon Webster going down with a – it looks like a shoulder injury. Hopefully he can come back from that. So I'm a little concerned about the secondary, but I did I did see Joyner play well today, and and that was exciting to see. Um but I think that's our biggest concern right now on the defense is, is the secondary.
1: Now, let's let's talk about some of those things. Well, what were some of the things you want on both on offense and defense that you that you know specifically that concern you after the other game?
2: Well, my concerns on offense are the offensive line. Um, they, they did well today, but there's a lot of improvement that needs to happen there, and I expected it to be. You know, I expected it to have moments where it wasn't going to be great today, but if you look at you know when Jared Goff back you know dropped back to throw, for the most part he, he stood up and stayed in the pocket most of the day. So you know as far as the the pass blocking was concerned, they they did a great job I think. But now when it comes to the run blocking, there's a little bit of concern there, um, but I still think there's a little bit of that eight man in the box syndrome. And I think that's why Andy got burned quite a bit because, you know, Goff is throwing the ball downfield. And I think that's going to change as the year goes on and Gurley's going to have more opportunities. And my other concern would be Todd Gurley. There's moments when Todd Gurley looks like the Todd Gurley we drafted. And then there's other moments when he just doesn't look like he's, he's really hitting the hole hard. Now, his touchdown run today was phenomenal. He, he got in there and he fought. And, and kept fighting until he scored. But there's other times where it looks like he could bump it outside or take a different angle or whatever, and he just runs right into
1: traffic and gets
2: stopped. And, and that's a little concerning for me too. So I'm hoping that as the season goes on, he'll kind of snap out of that a little bit.
1: You know, Maybe it's a vision thing, or maybe is it a lack of faith in the offensive line to move with him and open those holes?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the lack of faith with the offensive line or if it just became a habit from last year. You know, there's a part of me that thinks that if Gurley can't bust some of those long runs, and he did a few of those today, and, he, and and like I said, there were moments when he looked like the old Todd Gurley, but there's times when I think, you know, when you watch Davis in preseason, when he, he, he'd start off, he'd look for the hole, and when he saw the hole, he, he'd put his foot in the ground, and he'd just fire forward and and, and take that shot, and and that's what I want to see guerilla do more of. And and I think it'll come with time. I think it's just building trust and, and continuity with the, the offensive line.
1: What about defense? Uh, you know, you mentioned concerns with corner. Uh, what are some other things that concern you about the defense this year?
2: Well, I'm, I'm concerned about the secondary. Our depth isn't real deep. Um, although, you know, Roby came in and almost got an interception. You know, again, we're playing against backup quarterbacks, so – we don't know, you know, what that would be like against maybe Kirk Cousins next next week, but I'm worried about the depth there. And it just seemed like when when Indy was moving the ball down the field, there were some guys that were pretty open. And, you know, that's going to have to tighten up a little bit. And then, you know, the run defense wasn't great at moments. But then there were other moments when it was awesome. And, and you had that, that one series where, it was a tackle for a loss of two sacks. I mean that's that's the kind of defense that we all want to see from the Rams. And and I, I think a lot of it right now is the fact that a lot of the first string defensive players weren't playing together in the preseason and this is their first time being out there and things were a little rusty, you know. Mark Barron looked a little rusty. Alec Ogletree looked a little overwhelmed at times. But overall, I mean when you win forty-six to nine, you can't complain too much. Um, they, they looked all right. It's first week with Wade Phillips' new system in there, um, so there's some gr- growing to do, definitely. But they also played very well.
1: You know, I'm really fascinated with the idea of Robert Quinn in that modified, you know, four-three-three-four, especially with his performance today. I, I just can't wait to see if he stays healthy what he's capable of also with Aaron Donald back in in the middle as well i mean it kind i have to think we could see a return to form from him he looked phenomenal sometimes today
2: when he, when he beat the the tackle around the end but got knocked down on the ground and then jumped back up and and essentially did the over the shoulder you know double arm tackle on on Tolzien and took him down in the sack I mean that looked like the old Robert Quinn for sure, but but again I saw guys like Tanzel Smart who looked Aaron Donaldish, you know, to a degree, and I don't mean, you know, he doesn't have the strength or the quickness that Donald has, but there were moments when he showed how quick he can be and why he, why he could be a good player in this defense, and and Tyron Walker, I mean, he showed that he can be a strong inside player and. I'm happy with Donald coming back, having that depth there to go with Brockers. Um, I'm excited about the the front three, for sure. Westbrook's look good. So, you know, you, I just think that right now what we have, to, we have to wait for these guys to play together a little longer and, and get into true season form. If they can pull off a win next week at Washington and then go to San Francisco and get a win there, three games into the season playing together, that's when that's when we're going to know. I mean, we're going to know – I think next week we're going to know. If they come out and they play the Redskins and they hand it to them and, and, and beat them pretty handily, I think at that point that's when we can say, okay, this is for real. Um, we, we've re- really got a shot here. If they come out and beat Washington, struggle a little bit, but beat Washington, go to 49ers and beat them – I think we're probably looking at an eight and eight season. If they can come out and beat Washington pretty handily next week, I, I think we're looking at a you know a nine and nine and seven or you know even ten and six season. You know,
1: I I don't know that I I don't know that it's late enough to come to that conclusion. And this this like you mentioned, this is the first time. That all the first teamers played together, uh, this year. And it, you know, it kept them rested, well rested apparently during the preseason. And there's still some, some quirks to, to fix. I just don't know that we'll know in week two. And the 49er game in itself is always, is always different. You know, you never know who gets, who's going to get up for that game. So, you know, I question that a bit. I also question the Rams' ability in the secondary to defend against Kirk Cousins if if the death there continues to be a problem. So I, I don't know, man. I, I tend to think that this could be – and this is why I kind of lean towards 6 and 10. This could be one of those growing years where we see them grow and, 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 and develop in this system, but the record doesn't show it. Because it it takes time. I I'd like to be more optimistic. I really would, but and I, I can, I'm I'm don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled. Forty six to nine. You know I've been waiting. Waiting for a, a win like that, especially on when it's offensively driven, not defensively driven.
2: Well, I, I, my prediction comes with a caveat, and that caveat is that they have to win the next two games, because that's going to tell me. That they're, they've arrived to the point where they're going to be a better than average team. And, you know, so like I said, next week's game is going to tell me a lot. If they can, if they can pull out a win against the Redskins and then go to to travel up to San Francisco and get a win against the 49ers, then I'll be a believer. At this point, they look great. They look like they could be a, you know, a a nine and seven team if they, if they continue to do things the right way. But the the one thing that's got me feeling differently is the culture and, and the way that the the sidelines look, the way the players look, they just all seem like they're wanting to play more. They seem like they seem like they really want to go out there and play for Sean McVeigh where you didn't get that feeling with Fisher.
1: You know, I was just thinking that too. I was just thinking, is it in a world like ours, who would have thought that changing coaches from Jeff Fisher to a 30 some year old rookie head coach in Sean McVay would be you know an upgrade and it's clear right now that it is an upgrade oh certainly man it's just the culture of the team
2: well I would have thought if nothing else it would just be for the offensive scheme and and the play calling but the bonus came with the culture of the team and how you can see they really want to play for them. And, and, you know, making smart decisions on bringing in the coaches that he brought in. It's, it's, it's definitely a different feeling. And that's the exciting part. You know, I'm trained like you are. Um, I've been a Rams fan for 52 years and You know, I know not to get too excited. I know not to get too optimistic. Um, However, this time it feels a little bit different. And so the next two games are really going to be the tell for me. You know, like I said, if they they pull off wins in the next two two games and they continue to look like they're growing and getting better, I think they have a real shot at at least being 500 this year. However... It looks like a lot of fans may not agree with that because the attendance was pretty low at the game. I was surprised to see how many seats that that were empty.
1: I, I spent a lot of time thinking about that, you know, and we have our typical number of of trolls come on our Facebook page and and Twitter and and, and just talk smack about uh, you know L.A. fans, and the Fairweather fans, and so on and so forth. And I. I I, I really have given this a lot of thought, and to me, I think there's one real entity to blame here, and that's the Rams. You know, we can talk about how the how the LA fans are fair with their fans and so on and so forth. I don't believe that. I don't. The numbers, the the, the actual numbers, don't show that for all the teams in the region. But what I do believe is this: is that LA fans aren't fools. You know, they're gonna—they don't have unlimited money, in, and they're gonna—they are going to spend their money where it's best, you know, best spent. You know, if you can go to the beach, you know, instead of watching a horrible football team, that's where they're going. If you can go to Universal Studios, Walt Disney World, if you even go to a sports bar, and you know. Chow down some wings at beat ups, and not pay an arm and a leg to go see a team go four and twelve with no offense. I think they're going to do that, and we also can't forget. You know, let's let's be honest here. Uh, the Coliseum is kind of a crap hole. It's not exactly the place you want to watch a great football game. That, that field looked horrible today, horrible. You know, so. I think there's plenty of reasons, but at the root of it to me, I really think the Rams screwed up this rollout, and now they're paying for it.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, USC did play there yesterday, so I'm sure that's why the field looked looked as bad as it did. And it was a lot hotter than they predicted there. I think they said it was 95 degrees there. So I know L.A. people are used to warm weather, but in the Coliseum, 95-degree weather is pretty hot. And then I, I think you're right. I think they did the rollout wrong. <clears throat> if, I, if I heard correctly, they, they sold 80-something thousand tickets, but only 60,000 people showed up or something like it that. It was
1: a lower. Uh, the Orange County Register's Vinny bon- Bonsignore had it at uh, close to 60,000 seats sold, and a, he thought there were about 48,000 there, seeing some conflicting reports on that from those who have been there. But he, he, he eyeballing him, he had about 48,000. That's I think this year's I think this year's attendance is around What is it seventy seventy five they can get yeah uh,
2: I'm not I'm not sure but you know and I think a lot of it had to do with a lot of people were going you know what I'm not going to show up to the games until I know they're going to be halfway decent I mean I really do think that's part of it so I, I think the, the Rams will have to win more games and, and look like a more competitive team for LA to really get behind them and they did that today, so no, I'm sure hoping next week I'm hoping next week it'll it'll put some more uh put some more fans in the stands
1: well it it's to me it's economics one on one supply and demand you need to supply a good product for people to buy it, especially when you have large amounts of competition. This is why I don't hold it against St Louis for not showing up for games. I hold it against St Louis for. Bagging on other cities and, and like Los Angeles for doing the same things they do, but in terms of in terms of basic economics, who can blame the Rams fans in St. Louis for not showing up at the Dome when they sucked? Sure, who can blame them? I mean, I I, I can't blame them, and 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 also you know just to think on this, look at how the Rams did this rollout. They Bring Jeff Fisher over with a piss poor offense. They ignore. They do a horrible job in terms of dealing with the uniform issue. And even to now, I mean, it's 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 a given. Most fans want the L.A. colors. You mean to tell me there's no way they could have worked that out with Nike and the NFL? I don't think so. They just. I think
2: the NFL put the kibosh on that. To be honest with you, but
1: they may have. But you know what? They they could have done a better job with the whole thing. They really could have, and I, I really no, think I, I this, the whole rollout, the whole thing, just—it just seems like they 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 failed to me to really reach out to the LA fan and say, "We are your team. Come to us. You know, come come watch us play. Come be come help us be a part of your home." They just didn't do enough, in my view.
2: Well, I think they started doing that today. They did uh, forty six forty six points is going to open some eyes. Um. And, and it could have been a lot worse. The Rams could have scored a lot more. There was a couple series where they had, you know, back to back to back penalties. So you started seeing some of the old Rams there, but you know, the next series they came out and, and, and they actually played well. And, you know, there's a couple of times when we had field goals that could have been touchdowns, you know, it could have been easily, you know, 55, 56 points or even more, uh, had a few things gone, right. So, You know, first week, uh, quarterback out there with a lot of pressure on him. uh, You know, new offense, new defensive coordinator, new head coach. A lot of reasons why this team could have lost today. And they went out there and and played pretty darn well for their first game of the season. So I think they took a big step towards getting the fans to want to come to the game today. And next week, you know, if they can do it again, then I, I think it's going to be a little harder to get seats at the games.
1: And to me also, I think it really comes down to the scoring points. The faster this offense can explode, the the faster we can see more development of a chemistry between Goff and Watkins, the more we can see Todd Gurley, you know, running with the football, getting through holes, you know, 100-yard games, 150-yard games, things that just excite any fan, not just an L.A. fan, but any fan the sooner they're going to come back. I mean, it, it's again, it's supply and demand. You know, when you provide a good product, exciting product. I mean, if the Rams went 4-12 and last year and scored 30 points a game even, you know, I, I, I would think that fans would be like, okay, you know what? They're not good, but they're fun to watch.
2: I'll agree with the comment that Martin made earlier in the year on one of the podcasts that him and I and Johnny did and that was if if the Rams aren't going to win, they need to at least be entertaining. Today they were entertaining. They had a good offense. There was a lot of smiles on the field. It was fun to watch. Uh, Even if they would have lost the game, it still would have been fun to watch. So I I think Martin's right. They, They brought some entertainment factor back to L.A. today. And if they can continue to grow and get better and continue to move the football and score points, I, I think the team's going to get a lot more attendance. It's going to be a lot more fun to watch, and and it's going to stop a lot of people from hating
1: on them. Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's other factors, too. I think this is going to be a league-wide problem this year. Just look at the pictures of a, the 49ers game today. Empty seats at the game. Um, we think We think it was bad for the Rams today. Wow, and San Francisco was a train wreck. We there are, the the NFL's the NFL's taking some hits of like the Kaepernick situation, um, and we can laugh at it. I think it's a joke. I think it's ridiculous. But the Kaepernick situation is definitely bringing a bad light to the league. Michael Bennett, all of the protests, so on and so forth. You know, there are a lot of people who are saying, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to carry your team's games anymore." we're not going to carry Brown's games over here anymore. We're not going to carry Rams games anymore. We're, when we see these these players protesting like this, you know, that's fine. Let them protest. We're going to protest too by not watching your games and by not going to your games. So I think there's also a, a league problem that has really kind of emerged in the last year as well. So it's, it's an uphill battle, not just for the Rams, but for the rest of the league. Yeah, I'd be, I
2: mean, I wish there was a way you could measure how many fans didn't come to the game today because of the Kaepernick issue or because of race issues. Um, I'd be curious to see how many it really truly was that, that that was affecting it. But I think ultimately you put a good product on the field, you make it fun to watch and, you know, make them, make them a contender. And it's going to solve a lot of issues and heal a lot of wounds. And, you know, today was the start of that. I'm hoping that next week it continues and the week after that it just continues to grow throughout the season. But you can definitely tell that this team has the potential to be really good. And they've picked up a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, a new offensive system, a new defensive system. You got Sammy Watkins coming in. He's only been with the team for a couple of weeks, making some receptions. You know, this is, this is a big learning curve and to go out there and, and, and put up, you know, what 40, well, 30 points today on offense and, and 16 on defense, you know, put 30 oh, yeah. points on offense with a new brand new offense. That's pretty darn good. we will take it.
1: You know, and, I mean I don't mean to sit there and throw the cap or anything thing and they're like it's a like it's a reason for the Rams. I mean I think it's more of a like we talked about LA product thing. I really but and there are numbers out there, I gotta find for next next podcast, so remind me I'll bring I'll have the numbers with me. But you're dead right on one thing. Especially for the for the offense to be out there out there today, put up thirty points, defense sixteen points, you know that's pretty effing good. And to me that's telling me that these players came to camp this year, bought into what McVay was selling, and they came hungry. They came hungry. It's, you know, if 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 players don't buy in, they're you you'll know. But not just that, they didn't just come hung they didn't just come hungry. They didn't just buy in. They ate it up. They they were out there today playing like a team we haven't seen since it's the greatest show on Turf Days. Yeah, they
2: have a long ways to go to be that team, but I agree.
1: I mean, they, um, yeah, I mean, I know, I mean, they, They. I don't mean, again, I don't mean to sound like a, I'm sensationalizing, but when you put 46 points up on the board and your quarterback goes out there and throws for over 300 yards, you know, that's what that kind of performance harkens back to. I mean, even
2: if the defense hadn't scored at all and it was thirty to nine, it still would have been a great game. Yeah,
1: you know, and 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 buddy, I've missed it. I've really missed it. I've I've missed getting up and looking forward to a Sunday and thinking, you know what, it's going to be a fun day. And uh, it's
2: it's unfortunate that both of us have that that deep down feeling in our gut that just keeps us from wanting to get too excited. And I and I think you know when you're a Rams fan or you're a Browns fan or you know, a, a Cubs fan until last year, Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you have that feeling deep down in your soul that just says, yeah, they look great, but don't get too excited. Cause you're just going to get disappointed again. And we, we still have that, but today was, was a moment of a little bit of clarity for me that they're improving. I mean, I think they looked better today than any game they played last
1: year, period. What I think we're seeing, though, what I, what I hope we're seeing, and what I want to believe we're seeing, is we are seeing an era of the changing of the guard. You mentioned the Cubs comes come back last year; they won a World Series. They they play a team, the Indians, who haven't won a World Series since 1948. And speaking of Cleveland, the Browns go up. Yeah, they lose to Pittsburgh. They they gave Pittsburgh a run for their money, you know. Mm. And that Browns team is going to be very good very quickly if they keep on keep doing what they're doing. And we're seeing the same thing with the Rams. So, you know, we are, I think, well, I can't say I think. I got to say I hope that we're seeing a change in the guard in professional sports, you know, for the, for the Rams and for teams like the Browns and teams who have been down for a while to come out there and really make their fans happy again and to, to build enthusiasm for what is still a beautiful sport. It's a brutal, but it's a beautiful sport.
2: Well, after watching the NFC West today, you know, (laughs) there's a real good possibility if the Rams can play solid all year that they can win win the division. And, you know, that's big to say over teams like Arizona and Seattle, but Arizona started off good today, but then they just, they, they went, you know, they played horrible the second half. And Seattle, they couldn't put an offensive touchdown in there, although there were some questionable calls in the game, and I get that. And, all the Sea Chickens fans out there that I know are going to be <laughs> complaining and whining about it the whole time, but it's a part of the game. But they didn't put an offensive touchdown on the field uh, against the Packers. So, you know, it's hard to not be optimistic. It's hard to not let this get, you know, real exciting. And I'm doing a, you know, the best I can to keep myself contained because the Rams have a long ways to go, but they look really good today. And it's exciting to see first game of the season.
1: And, and let's go ahead and work towards closing with that. You know, the, let, let's point this out. The 49ers are rebuilding, and let's 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 just be real. The 49ers' rebuild is going to be harder than the Rams' rebuild. The Rams had more pieces. The, then you go to Seattle, and Seattle on paper has the talent to not just win the NFC West but potentially even win a Super Bowl. But there have been gaps and, and fractures within that team for the last two years. And then you look at the Cardinals, and while the Cardinals are a well-run organization, that's an aging team. You have an aging quarterback who's gone now through multiple ACL surgeries. You have your best wide receiver is is getting closer and closer to retirement now and is, is, is slowing down. And, you know, that's a team that is coming back to the pack. So the opportunity is there for the Rams. The opportunity is there for the Rams to be, you know, the front runners in that division sooner rather than later if they keep going in that direction and they keep just staying hungry and building on what they have. And the talent is there. The talent's been there. It's just nice to see somebody actually bring it out.
2: Well, if they continue to play like they did today and they continue to grow and you throw a little bit of luck in there, I don't mean Andrew luck, I mean luck luck.
1: <laughs> they
2: have they have a shot this year of, of being pretty good and maybe winning the division. So when, when your team has the right attitude and they do the right things, luck tends to happen a little more because of karma and all those other things that I believe in. And so if they can continue to play the way they did today, keep positive, go out there and, and do the best they can every day, and continue to grow and throw a little luck in there, you just might see some magic at the end of the year. So that's all I'm going to say on that.
1: All right, well, fans, uh, that was our our somewhat tepid response to today's, you know, straight killing of the Colts, 46-9. A couple of things before we leave, we want to express our concerns and thoughts and prayers for the folks down in Florida and those in Texas recovering from hurricanes. Um and also September eleventh here and upon us again uh, we want to thank all those who serve and who have laid their lives in the line for this country and those who have done what they can to protect our country um for all they've done. Um for Norm High Tower this is Derek C. Apollo we want to thank you again for for listening to us and we'll we'll talk to you later this week to preview the rescue. Have a great one.
0: Can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the rafters? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where here. else is history? Still in the making. Oh my Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest
1: eras in boxing history.